You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. Good morning, good day, and good evening. Welcome to Hospitality Insights. Learn how artificial intelligence is changing the travel and tourism. This is a very exciting topic, and I'm sure you will get a lot of value because I have a guest who is an expert and a world-class author on this topic. But before we start, please give, put your name and where you are viewing from so I can give you a shout-out. I know we have viewers from around the world because we are going live on YouTube, LinkedIn Live, and Facebook. And also, of course, we are live on the Malta Hotels and Restaurant Association's Facebook page. So, welcome. Now, if you have any questions or any comments, write down and I will make sure that we are flagging them as we go along so you have a chance to get your questions answered. So, as I mentioned, my guest today is Lasse Rauhiainen. He's a best-selling author and international expert on artificial intelligence, disruptive technologies, and digital marketing, and a trainer for business schools and universities. And he has also recently published another book, so we'll be talking about that also. Uh, But before we start, I'd also like to thank our partners in, in Malta, who is uh, with whom I'm uh, producing this particular show. Uh, I'd like to recognize Malta Hotel and Restaurant Association, Mediterranean Tourism Foundation, Visit Malta, and Ministry of Tourism uh, of, of Malta. And of course, Winning.Training, which is the online course portal, which provides training for hospitality professionals and also for leadership who want to brush up their skills. So let's get started and I will uh, bring in my, my guest. So look forward to the show and just buckle your seatbelts. Hello, Lassen, and warm welcome. Hi, Sam Eric. Thank you for inviting me. Well, uh, I'm uh, very excited because I have also had a number of people who have been asking me when is Lasse coming on uh, to for this show. I said, well, we'll we'll fix the date because we are both uh, we have a schedule, but I'm glad we could match our schedules and... Uh, have a chance now to discuss uh, some very interesting topics, uh, and particularly since we haven't talked for a while, the you know, the pandemic pandemic has affected us, and uh, uh, I was wondering how this has ha- how this may have affected you uh, in 2020 and moving into 2021. Yeah, thank you again for invitation. It's my pleasure to be here again, and uh, as you said, pandemic has changed the world really dramatically. And I would say that we we don't still know everything that it will change. It's still changing many things, right? And that's why we need to be really alert. We need to learn new things. And also we need to learn how to use new technology. So in Spain, for example, uh, Spain is the biggest or one of the biggest tourism destinations in the world. But it said that the first uh, 60 days of the confinement accelerated the usage of technology the same as five years in a normal life. And this is really huge uh, improvement. And for the hotel industry, I would say that this is both excellent opportunity and also a big threat uh, because many, many hotels are kind of like still thinking uh, like business as usual. And we just open the doors and tourism tourists come, come in and that's all we have to do, right? So. Anyhow, it has been interesting. Obviously, it has been really sad, this pandemic, but it has been interesting to follow all these technological trends and how they are growing. Yes, I mean, I, I agree with you. This has been, uh, hotels and tourism businesses have been sitting a little bit sort of uh, laid back because the 2019 was a great year and also for, for Spain, it was a fantastic year. But of Correct. course, with the pandemic uh, affecting, it kind of just... Uh, Uh, st- stopped everything, and uh, and of course the major businesses that Spain is relying, and also other d- 
destinations that has um, mass tourism as a or the uh, or a, a major contributor to the to the GDP uh, dropped also. So kind of have to rethink. And you're so right when you're saying that when people are saying that, well, we're just uh, we're just waiting for things to get normal. I think the word normal is the wrong word because you have to think it's going to be different. And how it's going to be different? How can I make the difference myself in order to uh, to kickstart this business? Or I've, maybe I have to think about a different business model. Yeah, totally. Uh, go on, yeah. Yeah, uh, just looking at the role of AI because that's uh, your area of expertise, uh, what are some, uh, looking at maybe a few in the future, because th this is a possibility that, uh, and a distinct possibility of these pandemics hit us again, is there anything in the AI that can help us to possibly prevent uh, pandemics like uh, COVID-19 in the future? Is there something in the technology that is already available now or that's in the pipeline that you think is going to be beneficial for this in the prevention aspect? Right. And I think that's a really positive thing because AI will be, I would say AI will be solution or part of the solution for most of the biggest problems we will have in the future, including climate change. And for pandemic, what's needed is data. So when this started, we didn't have data. In fact, as you know, I was having giving one um, lecture over there in Hagaheli. I think you were there as well. And I said that it was interesting that this pandemic was first picked up by a small startup uh, AI company, uh, something like 13 days before World uh, Health Organization. And the reason is that that company is following data and it's following different data inputs. And then they made the conclusion that something weird is happening in this situation or in this place in China. And it must be something like uh, that could grow up to be a pandemic. So therefore, what we need to do is better collaboration, obviously, between countries but uh, AI will be AI and data analytics will for sure be like the key priority now as we have learned this. And I would say that this is also really good because until now we could say that the most or, or part of the big power and the money and investment of AI has gone to things that are not that important in our life. For example, how much we click on ads on Facebook and Google, people would be amazed on how much money is spent on that and how less uh, really important things like pandemic prevention or education and health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. This is uh, maybe it's pe people are waking up now finally on uh, what they will need to do differently and uh, how this will maybe help them to uh, recover some of the uh, ways they have lost. They have lost contact to the customers because they have, they have been used of using third party. Uh, aggregators to get their business and and they realize they don't know the their own customer because they don't have their email address they don't have their contact details it's just somebody who who comes through the third party aggregator and the guest checks in he leaves and they they never step by the cashier because they have already paid in advance everything so this is a, a really a huge wake up call now for a number of hotels i mean i'm not talking about those large uh, hotel uh, chains or hotel companies, but uh, uh, this, uh, they're uh, mid-sized and smaller players that might be uh, independent hotels that are, uh, when they started their business, uh, for instance, in Lapland, a good example, uh, I was talking to one of the hotel owners and uh, he opened the hotel in 2016. So I asked him, well, uh, how do you get your customers? How do you get your bookings? Well, I, I do like everybody else. I, I'm using the usual suspects to book everything for me. They do the marketing. I don't have to lift a leg because they are doing taking care of it. They bring my customers. So, so how many percent of your business are you going to expect to come? Well, at least 60%. And uh, what is the cost of all that? Well, then he got a little quiet. He realized that the, the, this is totally out of control and it has been spent out of control and that makes it uh, now the wake-up call where, where the hotels will have to do something differently. So maybe you can share some ideas uh, about the collection of data and how this, what are the ways that the hotels can now do things a little bit differently in order for them to uh, capture what they have lost now over a couple of years. Right. And I think your, your example there is really valid. So number one would be that every hotel owner, like the one in Lapland, should be starting to do data analytics 
And data analytics nowadays is not like having an Excel sheet and trying to figure out something really basic, but it's uh, using tools like Microsoft B, uh, Power BI. So one company in Basque country that I was helping, one small hotel, that's what they did. So they, they hired a company that helps them to uh, put all of the sales data and transactions from the last year to Power BI and understand it a little bit better as to what is the origin of their customers, uh, how many repeated customers they have had, and many, many other things. So the more we learn from our customers, the more we can use this information in uh, our marketing and in, in our benefit. So this is, the, I would say, the uh, tip number one. And the other one is, like you said, it's really dangerous to be um, always, I mean, these kind of companies, we don't have to name the names, but they are great because they provide a lot of bookings to hotels, but it's really dangerous if they don't work, right? So that's why we need to start using more tools and understand how we can do better marketing. And I would say also use new technology um, platforms uh, that will take off the intermediaries. The good, let's say that the positive thing that comes from this pandemic is that many technologies such as AI and blockchain has received a stunning amount of investment because it's always in the time of uh, crisis when the new platforms, new systems are being built. This actually happened in the when the finance, last financial crisis happened. That's when we had like iPhone and many other new uh, discoveries and innovations and so on. So yeah, uh, companies need to totally restructure, rethink, and be really alert to many technological innovations. How could companies become more agile and react quicker to change in demand? Uh, you mentioned earlier that we, we may we could look at uh, one of those disruptors uh, when it comes to the digital transformation. Yeah, uh, there's many things, but let's say uh, the word you mentioned, digital transformation, that's exactly what it is. Um, like I said, uh, Spain uh, is, uh, I think, number two uh, travel destination in the world. And uh, it's funny, still a few years ago, I think this was five years ago or something, but somewhere in Spain, I don't have to say where, but it was funny, there was still some family-owned uh, hotels that were still using fax, you know, fax to get the reservation, which was quite quite funny. So a digital transformation has many parts. One of them, maybe the most important, is everybody in your company needs to be trained about digital, what digital means and and what communicating in different digital channels with our customers mean and how we can analyze data, how we can make decisions based on data, not just decisions based on our intuition or our knowledge on what happened before. Because that's the other thing of this pandemic is we cannot act as you know before, pre-pandemic. We have to act as uh, post-pandemic. So I recommend every uh, company to have like an inside program where we would train everybody of different skills and competencies related on digitalization of, of tourism. And then obviously we need to make better digital marketing and use, for example, these kind of systems. I mean, every hotel should be using this to make their own transmissions, make their own uh, weekly uh, communications with their customers, uh, because that will grow much more your, how would I say, loyalty to your clients. And those will then reserve directly from you and you can save a lot of fees that you are paying for the middleman. And then, for example, one area is this um, uh, using digital and technological uh, platforms and tools. So interesting thing about uh, AI and other technologies is that one thing is obviously use it directly. This is what big hotels are already doing like many, like Marriott and many others who have a lot of data, they are already doing this, obviously. But then smaller ones who don't have that much data, they need to start with first Power BI by Microsoft. And then after that, they would um, also use different technology platforms that are enabling to connect them with the customers. And actually, I sent you one website. I don't know if you had it or, or one news that came out some, some time ago. And this is really interesting because... Like I said, during the pandemic, uh, technologies like blockchain has, has been growing hugely. And there's one company in England called, called Fletch AI, which intends to do exactly that. They intend to use blockchain and AI together uh, 
in order to create different uh, networks and, and different ecosystems where we would not need any more uh, things like booking or TripAdvisor. So as you can see from this news uh, from Silicon Angle, it says that Fletch AI is bringing AI travel agents to uh, more than half a million hotels. Basically, what they are intending to do is to let uh, tourism or tourists book directly in the hotel, but with much less fees that is happening right now with the uh, service of um, you know, uh, booking TripAdvisor or others who normally take 15 to 20%, which is a lot of money. And so the good thing of this is the technology will bring value both to the end customer, but also to the hotel owners who understand to be the first ones to position themselves in these kind of platforms. And I don't say that this will be great in the day one, but I just say that these kind of systems will grow fast because when we can save money, it's evident that that it will it will bring benefit and and people will start using them. So, uh, in just in from in practicality, how how does this uh, fetch.ai operate? Uh, I mean, just to understand their their concept. Right. I understand that the lower fees, but uh, everything else, I would need to understand. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we can actually put the, the the link later on the show notes and so on. Everybody can read it more. But the basic idea is that, um, that I, I don't know, is it like a website or something, but the basic idea is that there's like a, first there's blockchain uh, where everything, like the transactions are, are registered and so on. And, and then there's like an AI, which is helping tourists and travel agents and so on to book different hotels, okay? According to their personalization and so on. Uh, booking already does some personalization, but but, you know, like we said, takes a lot of money and it's a huge business. And I say, I have to say booking has been growing and, and and we have to give them a lot of credit on what they are doing. However, their business model is is a business model of like Web 2.0. This one is Web 3.0 where we have a consumer and then we have a product, okay? And between these two, there's no middleman, okay? Right now we have things like booking, we have things like Amazon and many others that takes a lot of commission and the share value is growing all the time. And uh, yeah, so that's that's the idea. But I'm not like expert on it and, and so on, but the idea is that that uh, you can save on fees by uh, or both, both hotels and tourists could save uh, money. Yeah, <clears throat> but I think the, the, the key message uh, is really that look at all the new disruptors that are coming on board because there, there are adva- advantages and just need to understand I think because some of the, particularly maybe independent hotels who may not have a budget for uh, someone to be uh, fully integrated into the system, uh, they are now, I'm hearing quite a bit about how uh, tourism companies, restaurant businesses and hotel, large hotel companies have hiring people who specifically are uh, understands the di- digital transformation. Uh, I just said I ask, I thought I want to ask you that this is the time for that the hotel company or hotel should have their own AI officer rather than the something maybe just consider that the, uh, not adding more people to the whole game, but they have an expert who who can fully uh, strategize this for hotel and also to help them to to grow their business. Yeah, that's a good good question. I, I say that the the title would be something like chief digital officer or chief data officer. Again, this this varies how big the company is. If it's really big, obviously, then they will have uh, like Marriott and others. They will have many like data scientists and so on. But I would say chief digital agent um, or head of digital or something like this would be a person who would be responsible of the team that runs digital marketing or whose responsibility is digital marketing and the team that runs different AI experiments. And this is really interesting because the problem, Samerik, with AI, like you know, is that uh, it's not so easy. I mean, it's easy to understand, but it's not so easy to, to apply because it's not like buying, it's not like a program that you buy and you install and you walk away and it always works. But rather, there's many, many ways companies and hotels could be using AI 
and we don't never know what's the best way to use or if we have enough return on investment in the first time. After the pandemic, many business owners and hotel owners have been really, how would I say, obviously it has been really difficult and they need this assurance that it will have return on investment. So it, actually in my book, I talk about that, that many uh, companies and consultants who are offering AI, what they do now is to try to make some kind of first um, first example or proof of concept that could prove the return on a on investment in order to get like relaxed atmosphere to then take the next uh, experimentation and so on because the companies need to see that this makes money for them. So what I'm saying here is that uh, yeah, a digital head of digital or something like that. And then this, this mindset is also difficult. Uh, I also talk that nowadays leaders need to be analytical leaders, okay? So it's like uh, you, you have to understand data uh, analytics and your decisions have to come and be based on data. Then you can use other factors as well, but no more we can just say, that oh, I just feel like it, or uh, my cousin used to study in Harvard, and that's why we take this decision or something like that. And uh, also, increasingly, we, have, we will have more data available, which is, by the way, something I recommend all tourism destinations to do. I don't know if Finland is doing this quite well. One city that's working really well in, in this digitalization is the city of Helsinki. They are doing many, many things. Uh, but I don't know if they have like free data sources. This is really interesting because if I'm a hotel in Helsinki, I could use free data sources. And this weekend, I, I found that um, city of Madrid actually has like an AI, some kind of AI project or something. There's like a website. And from this website, you can find like 400 different uh, free data sources, which are interesting. So you can have like weather data or let's say, I don't know if, or how people move inside the city and so on. All these are really interesting. You can later give this information to uh, people who are expert on AI and they can build you or build some kind of systems that could predict when there's like more people coming uh, for business travel or something like that. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting. I just, uh, it was just, in fact, news yesterday about uh, uh, company is a Finnish hamburger company who has maybe two two outlets and uh, or three outlets and they want to grow internationally and the owner and who came up with the stuff who started this he has hired a, a managing director or CEO for his company who's coming from the IT sector nothing to do with hamburgers nothing to do with the food but he's clearly coming from the IT sector because he's going to bring uh, the creativity about creating food, he leaves to the experts who has started the company. But who's going to then, to fast forward the, the growth of the company, and then they will think about uh, automation will take care of all the boring jobs, so it becomes more efficient, it's more cost efficient, and how they uh, automate maybe the <laughs> making of hamburger or whatnot. But the case was that uh, the CEO is a, is a IT background, and of course, Coming from the IT sector, decisions are made faster and they are sort of uh, impatient by nature that th things need to move forward. So this was quite interesting news and then just uh, hot off the press from, from yesterday in Helsinki. Just a case. And there's another case of, for social media. Another company was looking for a TikTok officer. Yeah, that's, that's true. And by the way, that, that's really interesting. You mentioned TikTok. I'm really bad. I don't have an account because I don't, I'm not so good dancing and doing <laughs> these funny videos. But that's like difficult work. I mean, do, over there in Helsinki, there's one K market, like supermarket, that the owner does one TikTok every day and it's amazing. But the hotels could be doing that. I mean, but it's difficult. So you should hire that or outsource that or do something. So these are all like new things that are related to digital, which is growing hugely now after pandemic. Yeah. One of the things that I, I uh, some, one of the, uh, Gary V, his name is, he's one of the social media influencers. He mentioned that, uh, that uh, when it comes to TikTok, it's not worthwhile to hire a very expensive influencer on, on social media because most of the kids who are using t 
TikTok, TikTok are more advanced in, in the usage and then and they are very uh, the what you mentioned last about the, the dancing part is, is uh, the shows at your age it's, your, it's a long time ago that's the history of how TikTok yeah. started now they are creating very creative videos which are 15 seconds but they are about creativity and also uh, capturing the the audience so uh, that they, they will they are glued to watch this and then maybe want to stay for another one so uh, and many companies are actually using TikTok now as they're so they are, they cancel all the regular advertising i mean besides uh, the instagrams but tiktok is a very important aspect for them because they have an audience there that uh, will uh, follow them very very easily and they can grow very fast yeah and, and there's less competition because most hotels and companies don't know how to use it yeah exactly should we look a little bit about how some hotels have taking uh, ai to the next level and uh, yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned we, there's a hotel in China that is, uh, uh, has done something a little bit extraordinary. Maybe we can talk about uh, that. Uh. Yeah, we can check the video. It's actually a part of the Alibaba group, this hotel. And uh, if you can open the video, we can watch the video at the same time as we, as we speak. So this is really interesting to see how much robots should be or should not be inside hotels. Okay, let's let's take a look at this, sir. So it's the Fly Zoo Hotel. Yeah, it's called, and it was open two two years ago. And we can see here a little bit on one what they're doing. The most well-known robot hotel is in Japan, but this is now the most well-known in in. In China, and you can see when the person comes here, he can book. Yeah, and he can see that he will make the booking and he will check information uh, without seeing anyone. So again, by the way, if we pause here, can you pause the video? I think I can, yeah. <clears throat> because here it's interesting, we can debate on this, that... Uh, I think many people are angry, or let's say angry or uh, bored of bathing in these lines when you're really tired and you are just doing checking. So, for example, just the checking will be interesting to see how companies and how hotels will be able to optimize it. This hotel goes all in on technology, so you can do it with your mobile phone and you have like an app for that company. And obviously, China is much more much more advanced on this, and so they, they are doing it well. But, but I... I this is the part of robotization, which I, I kind of like, like, but then another thing that I do not like if I go to the hotel is that if I don't see any human beings there, you know, it's kind of like, it makes me feel sad. It's like, where are you going, right? So if, I think it should combine with some kind of guest manager who will be at least smiling to you and saying good night or something like this. What, what do you think yourself? Well, I, I think uh, the, the positive things about using a, a mobile device is that uh, the, the smartphones or mobile devices are so advanced that uh, it is a, more like a solution to your, your problems or what you have. And, and most people will ask the questions they have on, from the mobile device. And I think it's a very uh, it's typical idea when you're booking a hotel you really like to know what kind of hotel room you get. You, you really like to know what kind of view you get. And I think the, the app that they have created for this hotel is great for that purpose, that you, you have the decision-making on the room you're getting is with you, uh, not in the arbitrary with, uh, with, with uh, someone else in, in the staff, because uh, how do you feel you go to yeah. a room, you, you bring your family to a room, and then uh, you're... Uh, and you looked at the websites and how wonderful it looked like. And once you go up to a room, uh, you end up looking at the wall, uh, a building on the opposite side, which I, we, yeah. we don't get the view of the mountain or, or, <laughs> or the valley that you, were, you saw in the website. So I think it's a good, a good thing that you can use this tool to, to choose a room and, and, and so are many of these. But I think that the, the essence of hospitality is service. And the passion for service, and comes to from a face-to-face -face, uh, interaction with someone. Uh, and usually, the thing is that when people are 
uh, going in a hotel and they are leaving the hotel, what is the things that they remember of, from the hotel? There was some, some interaction with someone or a small surprise that uh, happened to them in a, f- a pleasant way, which makes them remember the hotel again. It's really anything that, well, this was great and, uh, uh, and so on. So uh, I think that uh, the key is really is that you, that you have uh, all this technology should be not the, the, uh, the, in, in the starring role, but it's just supporting that uh, idea that what you need in order to make it functionally and make it easy for you. And check-in is perfect example that, uh, that uh, I still like to see someone who is welcoming because that's the first impression which you only have one, one chance to do. To a, a first impression that you uh, make people feel welcome, and I I agree with you that uh, a, a an app is not the, the even a emoji is not going to be the way, but the, uh, <laughs> the the app can work in many different ways if when you want to have a quick answer to something. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a really good point, and and I also agree that people will remember those things that happened with other people with the personnel of hotel. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's continue. I think. Yeah, so uh, then he gets to the elevator, which I think uh, it's very cool that uh, uh, the, the photo of him is now is recognized. So they, they will <laughs> take him directly to the to the floor. In fact, so I think he I think he would not have to press the the floor button. He yes. gets up to the room, and also the door opens. I think that that's very good. How annoying is <laughs> it you forget your room key somewhere? <laughs> And then you have Siri or Alexa there. What do you think about this uh, this uh, conversational? Somebody's yeah. listening to you all the time. If you want to post a video, we can comment again. So yeah. I think there's there's uh, good things and bad things. Uh, the bad thing, uh, I actually used to have uh, Alexa just here next to me, uh, but I have never used it. So why I don't use it, I see it as the first level AI and first level AI is where we it's like wow this is AI this is interesting but we forget that we have to give all kinds of private information to make these companies build better systems and be richer and uh, so so that's bad and there's no privacy prevention so right now uh, also I mentioned that there's a lot of uh, privacy preventing or privacy preserving technologies and privacy preserving algorithms uh, one of them is called f- federated learning, which is really interesting. I'm not an expert on that, but I think it's an amazing idea where we don't give our uh, data. I mean, and you know, also in uh, Finnish newspapers, there has been news that even uh, those people, those families in Finland who have like Google Now, uh, or what's the name, Google Home, um, they have been listened by people who work in Google, right? And and uh, in order because their their job is to make that learning you know understand better what people are saying, but then those people have said that oh it feels so awkward and it's so un- anti-ethical to you know be listening to others' conversation. So uh, my response: if I go to the hotel room, um, if there's Google Alexa, let's say if there's a tool from any big company that makes their money. Uh, by data or using other people's data. I'm not using it and I'm not going to that uh, hotel room. Um, why? Again, they are like, for me, they are like 1.0 level AI and we need to go to the 2.0 level, which is that where we preserve the privacy. So there's a lot of startups doing this already. In France, there's one startup that you can have uh, this kind of tool, but it's like uh, it works without online connection. And, and the information is not shared with cloud and so on and so forth. So there's many, many, many examples. So yeah, that's that's my take on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm also, I'm not comfortable with this, uh, <clears throat> Alexa. I mean, I, I like the idea that you have, that somebody will listen if you need something or it can be used as a, uh, let's say there's an emergency and you need some yeah. immediate assistance. And that's where I see the uh, the the benefit of it. And, and this kind of Alexa is, is very useful in other situations, not necessarily in the in the hotel, but uh, if you are in a, if there are some hospitals or nursing homes, and uh, that's where I think it could be of, of, of great value. Okay, shall we take a look at yeah. how, how our friend is enjoying the rest of his stay there? 
Well, that's quite cool so, that uh, the curtains yeah. are uh, drawn. Oh, he got thirsty. He needs another one. <laughs> When you stay in hotels, do you use room service, by the way? Uh, I normally don't. I don't know why. Maybe I should use more. Um, this is you, interesting. Uh, eat a robot. club sandwich coming out of that one? <laughs> <laughs> I think only, only the bottle. Yeah. What do you think about this robot bringing the room service? Uh, no, I think uh, I, I'm, 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 uh, I really enjoy more of the idea that... Uh, I really enjoy the idea that uh, if if and when you order room service and maybe it's a breakfast, that actually somebody brings the breakfast and lay, lays out the table and uh, you have all your eggs and and whatever you're in what you enjoy eating for breakfast and I think that that's one of the things that I and also once you finish you can always somebody will come and collect the the, the trolley with all the food I, I think that's that's part of the what I call in room dining. I mean, but of course, there is hmm. a case here where you have uh, uh, you you need something very quickly, and then then it's a, whether it's a towel or a uh, or a bottle of water or something like that. I think that makes sense. But for a full fledged meal for people who uh, like room service, in fact, uh, the things have changed with the room service that many hotels don't have a room service, but they have uh, uh, you can contact. Uh, a, a restaurant in the neighborhood that will deliver deliver for the food, and and that food is delivered to you. Whether it's you have to pick it up from the lobby, but that it has changed because when when I came during my first years in hotels, uh, we, uh, the company uh, one co company I worked for, we had a strict policy. We should we were not allowed to recommend uh, any other restaurant except for what's in the hotel, which I think is a little bit <laughs> very old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, how how have things changed yeah. after that? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 this was the whole idea. Then mini bar was a big thing, and many many hotels don't have a mini bar anymore because it's uh, yeah. I mean, exactly. You have some dry snacks, and uh, depending how efficient uh, the people are who are checking the that there's no exp expired goods in there, so I think those things have changed. Yeah. Okay, our friend is having a nice exercise here. Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah, here there's not. That exercise is quite normal. There's nothing special yeah. on that. I mean, not normal, but it's in many places. You know. yeah. Okay, and I think that's that's the whole video. And this is this was kind of like uh, okay. So there was two people. The, the <laughs> he he see he meets two people there before leaving. So at least some human connection. Maybe that's that's good. And this is the company. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, but but I would say that the the best combination is this combination of AI and human beings. I think that's always in the healthcare sector, in the educational sector, and also here in in um, uh, in tourism. So uh, it's interesting. We also have to remember that tourism has been one of the one of the sectors that has mostly being hit by pandemic and all these restrictions. So therefore, obviously, many hotels don't have money to invest on AI. They are barely surviving, and this is normal. So again, I think this will, this will be something that the bigger hotel chains will increase their spending. Actually, Gartner said something that the bigger company companies have been ex, uh, increasing their spending, everything related to digitalization and cloud technologies. So. It makes sense. But I think for smaller ones, it will be difficult. And the other thing I would say is um, like just work and uh, try to work and get your own clients using, you know, YouTube live and LinkedIn live and so on. And uh, advertising on Facebook is still good. But um, and then using better digital communication such as WhatsApp. Right. In here in Spain, there's one company. Casual hotels, they have, I think, 15 different hotels, and they are one of the only ones, maybe some others have also WhatsApp service, where uh, before you come to the hotel, you will receive a WhatsApp that has all the information on where to park, how is the weather, and it's really, really nice and free, and they can then uh, get more loyal customers thanks to that. Yeah, I like the idea also that 
using WhatsApp and uh, some of the hotels that are uh, excellent. And in fact, there was a friend of mine who stayed in Barcelona in, in a hotel. And one of the th- what made it stay memorable, actually, what he said was that the, that the, the staff, the way the staff communicated with him on WhatsApp was like uh, with friend, like a friend would, uh, you know, like a friend would uh, communicate on on, wow. uh, on WhatsApp and with emojis and so on. And, and so clearly there was that uh, generation who uh, are, live uh, on on these apps and they know how to use it effectively and uh, send maybe a quick video. If somebody said, well, how do I get to... Plaza de so and so, and then uh, uh, five seconds later, there's a picture of the place, or 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 it's a link where you can get the direction. So you know when it's when it's done in this way, that means that uh, it's it's very helpful and and very useful. Um, Try to then, uh, I mean, I, I like the idea now how the mobile device has changed the way we live, where you can, the technology has changed, where uh, <clears throat> you can. Can speaking in in Finnish uh, to to ask a question and and the other person hears it in the in their in in the language maybe you are in Spain if you don't speak Spanish but then it translates at least good enough that uh, uh, you can have a little bit of a conversation going on so a lot of these things I actually like what has been happening yeah yeah of course and they and they will make like everything faster and better and and I just wanted to highlight that fact that you also said that the it's like so important to get this guest experience and and those surprises and those things, because otherwise, if all of us go to hotel where there's no human beings, it's really sad. And maybe we also have to highlight that the first hotel in the world was called Henna Hotel in Japan, that started this. That almost everything was robots, some of them really ugly looking robots like dinosaurs and so on. I don't know what was the idea there. And uh, interestingly. Uh, one year ago or one and a half a year ago, they fired some of the robots and, and hired more people back. So this was really interesting. And now they have a mixture of robots that do something really, let's say, repetitive and something where people want to have faster service. And then they have you know pe- people working that, that help and, and have that kind of human experience and storytelling and so on. Yeah. The thing is that... <clears throat> One of the things, uh, this has been mentioned many times uh, about uh, uh, what makes be, uh, an experience so memorable that becomes a story that you you discuss about the experience and then that uh, then the story continues. You tell a friend who will tell a friend and, and yeah. then that story lives on. And that those are very small things and they are the famous, uh, uh, famous uh, examples of families going to a hotel and uh, the child forgot they... Uh, their favorite toy, and then uh, mm. the hotel take that extra effort to to send a picture about the, the, this toy who was staying behind, having a little bit of a holiday, and but uh, and then they, they they create a story around it. So there are many very cute stories how hotels who are are innovative and they use then the the social media then to uh, make this expand the whole experience, not only for the family to whom it happened, but also to the to the people who are uh, following them on Instagram or, or Facebook and so on. So, uh, but I think that isn't a think uh, idea that hotels should have an opportunity for uh, at the low cost, uh, at least uh, monetary low cost, to get themselves uh, uh, doing things like you and me are doing. We're having a discussion here, and if I would be a hotel, maybe I would walk around. Uh, the neighborhood and show them what's going on there because that's what I anyway I'm interested in not the room uh, yes. and and the fruit basket in the room. Yeah, exactly. No, I I agree. And and we all the time we have better connections now. We will have five G and so on. So making this kind of live video makes more sense than ever before, and it will increase the loyalty towards customers. Yeah. Or customers' loyalty. Yeah. What is your view on the five G? Uh, I mean now the. The iPhone manufacturers are, are drumming up how how great it is, but is it? Uh, are we more in the in the beginning of the whole technology of how five G actually could work? And uh, uh, what is your view on this? Right. Uh, well, I'm not like a big expert on it, but it's basically biggest or really ex- extremely important improvement where things like um, I think there was a news that. Um, Nokia has some kind of factory in Oulu, which is like five or six hundred kilometers from Helsinki, and they can do 
some things they can in that factory they can do it from Helsinki uh, thanks to the 5G connections, which is amazing. Like, and also you can now do like operations if you are a doctor in Spain, uh, in Africa or something because if both have 5G connections and so on. So all of a sudden, I would say. Uh, the biggest improvements will be seen in in industry and for companies with 5G because all of a sudden something that was not able to be done can now be done. And I would also say that this will again accelerate the innovation and it will accelerate different new uh, apps and systems that we don't even cannot even imagine right now. Same as with app WhatsApp, like 15 years ago, who could know that WhatsApp will be so powerful because we don't have so fast communication. So we didn't know we would need that kind of system. And by the way, I'm not a promoter of apps, uh, WhatsApp. I'm, I also like Signal better because Signal is totally private, encrypted and so on and so forth. And it doesn't share your information. But anyhow, the, the idea is this, that um, uh, 5G will definitely help uh, businesses a lot. And maybe that's also another value uh, avenue of, of learning and, and for companies to understand how how it will change travel, how it will change hotel business. Yeah. Great. Uh, thank you, Lasse. Maybe just sort of a final thoughts on the future of tourism and artificial in- intelligence. Uh, I know uh, we, we don't talk about 10 years from now, but we, in the next few years, what, what, where do you think the, the AI in which direction is the AI development going and how this could benefit the hotel in Lapland or, or the, the nice hotel in, in Spain that are owned by, by a couple or so on? Yeah, so the basic idea of, of AI is that it's a tool and, and thanks to this tool, we can or that tool and other tools, we can accomplish something better that we are not able to do now. And one of, one of that is personalization. So personalization right now without any technology is quite difficult to do. I think in Spain, there's one company or one hotel that's checking if you reserve your trip to via TripAdvisor, they will check what, what comments you have done in hotels. And if you say, let's say that you really like uh, red wine, when you come to the, this hotel, you will have a bottle of red wine in your room, which is a great personalization if you do it in the right way, right? So... There, what they're using, they are using a, a tool, which is a, a website where there's a lot of comments. And um, I would say what we already talked, which is data analytics. There's so many things we can do with data analytics. First, we would be analyzing our own data, our sales data. Can we make predictions based on data and sales? And then after, we would be analyzing what external data we have. What external data we have? Well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, data on TripAdvisor, a lot of amazing data. First about our hotel, okay? Then there's a lot of data about our competitors, and then there's data about our destination, okay? So many times it's kind of like, uh, or sometimes, not many times, but sometimes hotel owners think that they know what people like or want, okay? But because they have heard some, some stories and so on. But what if you really want to know what people want, you will hire data scientist and he or she will analyze, will first extract all that data. Because the good thing of TripAdvisor data is you can extract it. Obviously, there's there's tools for this. There's like a whole industry behind this uh, offering data-based uh, products for hotel hotels. So anyhow, uh, but what I would be analyzing, I would use these tools or I would hire somebody for free by the, uh, for myself you can use sites like Fiverr.com or Upwork.com, and you can have your own data scientist helping you to understand data and so on. So I would analyze, like I said, everything about my hotel, all the comments, everything of my competitors, what people say if they like uh, pizza or whatever, and then the destination. Like you say, people go to destinations and they they want to know what's, what's now happening in those, these destinations. And from that data, that also... When you make a conclusion, that conclusion can be converted to uh, value, business value, right? And and that's important. And then there's a lot of tools for this. But but yeah, that would be one thing. And uh, 
yeah, I, I would then take basic courses about data analytics for leaders, basic courses about AI for leaders, and uh, and then I would be also um, having this attitude that we all are changing, and our in our company everybody needs to do some kind of courses and learning about digitalization and and so on. So I don't know; those, those are just few few things, but there's obviously many many things. And and maybe last last idea is to share this new tendency, which is called low code, no code um, tools. And this means that right now, if you are a programmer and you know Python uh, programming language, for example, uh, you can make AI applications and you can use different cloud-based services from companies such as um, Amazon, Google, and so on, because they have already fantastic, and I would say IBM as well, fantastic tools online. But uh, you have to be like technical person to do this. Many hotels don't have people for this, they don't know how to hire. The good thing is that more or less, like at the end of next year, we should have already different low-code or no-code tools, which means that creating your own artificial intelligence app will be as easy as now creating a website. Now, how you can create a website is click a few buttons and put text and pictures, and that's it, because they're so good tools. And uh, 20 years ago, it was really difficult. Only few people knew how to make websites. So that's why I like to compare them and understand that right now, before that, you have to understand your business better and you have to understand how AI works and what are the opportunities and also what are the different uh, threats and challenges that companies have when they apply AI. But this thing of low-code tools are coming and they will be ever, ever, ever bit better. There might be also directly some for the hotel industries as well. Thanks for joining us this week on The Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, thesocialhoteliershowblueberry.net, where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or via RSS, so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you find value in this show, we appreciate a rating in Apple Podcast. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.